Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 15. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they might be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they've received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they, they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but delivered from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Thanks be to God. Joined by Jackson Randall yet again as we continue to hike through the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, today is obviously, um, you know, debatably the most famous or one of the most famous passages in Scripture. It's the Lord's Prayer. So lots of football teams have said this uh, hocus pocus in the locker room before taking the field. That's where I learned it. Yeah, yeah there you go. There you go. And uh, so anyways, I was about to make an Auburn joke, but I'm just going to refrain. Lots of Lord's prayers. Yeah, lots of Lord's prayers on the planes. <laughs> anyways. Uh, <laughs> So many people just like our, closed our, out our the daily podcast. listening uh, yeah, just numbers just plummeted, plummeted, plummeted to the dumps. <laughs> so uh, we have the Lord's Prayer, but we also have uh, some other teaching that's sandwiching it that uh, we might be less keen to uh, chant before football games. Like, if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. Right. Um, and then, you know, in, in similar keeping with yesterday's passage about giving to the needy, uh, this it all starts out through the framework of these long, uh, you know, elegant, wordy, uh, you know, very eloquent prayers of the hypocrites um, who, who stand up in the public square and, you know, have this nice, long, poetic thing that they think is going to just impress so many people, including God. Um, and that is actually the framework from which Jesus says, no, pray like this instead. So, uh, Jackson, what are your, what are your thoughts on, uh, uh, just everything going on in this passage today? Yeah. I mean, you, you're, you're so right to, to just point to the, the magnitude of this passage and how special of a passage it is. And, and yeah, it is a passage within a context, right? So, uh, we're instructed to pray like this because, the, the heart of man is prone to pray in such a way uh, that is performative and uh, pray in such a way where, where we end up becoming sort of the show and we end up being exalted. And I, and I think if you've been around the church for any amount of time, you realize that there's kind of a way to talk about the Christian life, talk about your sin, talk about mm -hmm. your struggles. 
in a way that really makes you look good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could even be confessing sin and yet you do it in a way that makes people go, man, they're just so mature and they just really have it together. Yeah. And and, and we really can just be manipulative. Yeah. And, um, and again, you know, we, we talked about this yesterday, but the whole like idea of Quorum Deo, the Lord, he, he, he knows the secret parts of our heart. And, and our entire life is lived before his face. And, and again, we're being beckoned to live not for the praise of man, but to live for the Lord who made us for himself. Mm-hmm. And so thus we're instructed to pray uh, in secret, not as a, a performance, but uh, in this way that centers our prayers and the requests and petitions that we make to the Lord on God. Yeah. Now that note, I, I, I mean, I just, I can't not, just talk at least a little bit about the Lord's prayer. I mean, we're, we're talking about one of the, the chief paradigmatic prayers of paradigmatic, paradigmatic, what a guy. What paradigm. A guy. We got, we got, I mean, th- this is like the pattern that we're given to pray. Now, I don't mm-hmm. think that that means that we only pray these words. This has given us launching off points, mm-hmm. but you know, where does prayer begin? Well, it begins with recognizing God as father. So we mm-hmm. recognize the one who is in relationship with us. Yeah. And I think that's huge. Um, God is uh, not identifying himself here as Lord, as the one who possesses all authority or power. He's not addressing himself here as the one who's self-sufficient or self-sustaining or unchanging. He's presenting himself as father, the one who relates to us as yeah. a father relates to their children Amen. because of Jesus. And so so we go to God whenever we go to God and we go to uh, go to God in prayer, we go to him as the one who, with whom we have a relationship with, but hallowed be your name. Um, or, or sorry, our father in heaven, before we get to hallowed be your name. So our father, and where, where is our father? He's in heaven. Mm-hmm. He's in that place where he has perfect perspective on all things. He could see all things. He knows all things. Uh, in, in other words, um, we can trust him with the circumstances of our life. And before we get to petition, we have this amazing line, hallowed be your name. Mm-hmm. So, so our father, the one who we have a relationship with, the one who has perfect perspective over all things and and is powerful over all things, praise be to your name. Mm. You are set apart. You are the holy one. You are the one who is high and exalted. And so we're going to focus our attention on how great you are. I, I think there's something really important here about uh, how we ought to pray. I mean, our prayers can so often be so self-centered and so um, focused on the, the temporal, what's going on in my day right now? How am I feeling discomfort? And the paradigm, the pattern that we're given in prayer by Jesus, first and foremost, focuses focuses us focuses us on God, yeah. which then shows us um, why we have any right to be praying the other things that are going to come after these two lines. Mm-hmm. Well, why would we pray that God give us our daily bread? Well, because He's our Father who loves us, mm-hmm. and He's in heaven, and so He has the authority to do so. Yeah. Uh, uh, why would we pray that God? would forgive us our sin and help us to forgive others. Well, because he is the one who has a relationship with us mm-hmm. and that presumes a uh, that he's offered forgiveness to us. Mm-hmm. That he, he's the one who can lead us not into temptation and he's, he is the one who can deliver us from evil. So getting those first two lines right is really important. Absolutely. You know, I mean, each of these lines can easily be a sermon. <laughs> um, one of my absolute favorites uh, that this is just like my back pocket companion yeah. um, in life is this uh, verse 11, give us this day our daily bread 
it's really interesting. This word for daily, the Greek word there, is appears nowhere else in all of Greek literature. This is the only instance of of that word, um, and it it implies this like immediate necessity. It's it's like necessary for right now, and uh, it harkens to to two things. Um, one is is it's seems to be a reference. Uh, to the Exodus, the Exodus story. And there's just so many re- references towards uh, Moses and the story of the Exodus throughout the New Testament. And, uh, you know, famously, the way that God sustains Israel uh, when they're in the wilderness is by giving them uh, bread, this mm-hmm. manna, you know, this very mysterious, like wafer like bread that tastes like honey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the one sort of rule surrounding manna is only like go out and only gather what you need for the day. Don't gather any manna for tomorrow um, unless tomorrow's Sabbath, then get some for Sabbath, Mm -hmm. but don't try to store up your bread. It's going to rot. The people don't obey. And then, you know, they wake up and the, the bread has turned to just like this moldy, wormy mess. And it's this really powerful thing that Jesus is tying to here, which is live your life um, depending on God for what you need right now. Yeah. And let tomorrow, Jesus is going to say this uh, in a couple of days readings, um, let tomorrow worry about itself. Mm-hmm. Come get your daily bread. And then uh, another you know, Old Testament thing that this harkens towards is Proverbs 30 verses 8. This is really powerful, uh, kind of longer prayer at the end of Proverbs. Verse eight says, give me neither poverty nor riches, but feed me with the food that is needful. Amen. And I just love the simplicity that Jesus is modeling in all of the Lord's prayer. And it, it really is pegged right here in, in verse 11, especially, um, you know, he says in verse eight, uh, do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him. I've spent so much of my life being anxious about am I if I forget to pray for this thing is God going to give it to yeah. me you know and I think all of us like when, when we have big things that are stressful in life going down if we're really trying to be prayerful about it we can kind of steer into this anxiety where it's like oh like today you know I meant to pray for A B and C but I only prayed for B and C so maybe God is going to like teach me a lesson and like yeah. like take A away from me and I just love this, like, no, don't, like, your your father knows what you need. Mm-hmm. So just ask him for your daily bread. Yeah. And that has just been such a comfort to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the Lord's Prayer is this amazing uh, passage of Scripture because, you know, it sort of teaches us who God is and, and it, and it bids us to extol his great name, even as we pray. And, and in a sense, it prepares us to then um, pray very practical prayers like, Lord, meet the needs that I have in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and I think as we pray, like in, in this pattern, we're, we're almost supplying the confidence that we need in order to pray the prayer that says, hey, would you provide me this day with the bread that I need to survive? Well, mm-hmm. I I think you can do that because you're a powerful God. I think you will do that because you're my father and you're not trying to withhold good things from me. 
Um, you will forgive me my debts. You will protect me from temptation and from evil. And, um, and, and so I think there's a lot of room for us to reflect on the goodness of God, both revealed in this prayer, but also in providing us this pattern so that we would know how to commune with him in, in this ongoing way. Uh, I mean, this, this, this prayer bids us to, uh, to know God in faith, which yeah. I think is really cool. And, um, and, and then again, like you, you know, th- this is a passage that's written with a con- that's written within a context, and and part of what we're to be praying for is is that we would be mindful that our sins have been forgiven in Christ, but we're we're going to God, confessing our sins, asking Him to forgive us, realizing that part of what it means to be a Christian is is that we too forgive others, mm-hmm. and that we don't hold their sins against us against them uh, in a way that is not in keeping with how God treats us. And so, yeah. um, and, and so, you know, in giving this prayer, Jesus is instructing us in how we deal with others. So yeah, beautiful passage. Uh, so instructive, so help us that are so helpful for us. And there's uh, absolutely good reason for it to be as well known and famous as it is. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, great words. And uh, you know, <clears throat> It's a great day to uh, to just take this prayer and meditate on it and Amen. carry it with you throughout the day. So, sorry, I'm choking right now to death, but <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll get through the last 10 seconds. For Jackson Randall, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.